And welcome back to another installment of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm your Conspiracy Skeptic, Carl Maver. And I've got, I think, uh, uh, Eric, so I was going to say, maybe you're the first author, but I realize, you know, I've had a couple other actual genuine authors uh, on my podcast before. But, uh, sorry, how do you pronounce your last name, Eric? Now, that's Bickernix. Can I be known as a consumer? I'll just take consumer. Uh, you're just a you're consumer, not, a, not yeah. an author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Er, Eric, um, uh, let's see. Uh, this is what I know about you, Eric. Uh, you uh, you like to wear tinfoil. Uh, you you uh, yeah. You 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 live in Cape Cod or uh, thereabouts. Uh, yeah. And you've recently you with uh, um, uh, co-author you've 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 written a, a book called uh, High High Strangeness, right? Right. Right, yeah, and it's kind of, it's, it's it's a fiction book. It's sort of about um, UFOs and uh, and and such. Yes. Okay. In fact, yes, I will say co-author. Um, yes, I basically authored it, and I had my Wellesley educated um, uh, wifey girlfriend, oh, okay. uh, in a sense, throw perfume on the female parts. Okay. Uh, right. Hey, how's that for a sexist? Anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of say that it's um, your, your book kind of is like a, it alternates chapters. It's like it's like a, um, what I, I'm assuming is sort of a, a what, what's the male character's name? Ken. Ken, Ken right. the sort of skeptic, which is a surrogate for me, basically. Yes, I get yes. to. Yeah. yeah. Ken and <laughs> Mel or Melissa, right? Yeah. Is newspaper reporter on the Cape. Just I needed a character to cover Cape Cod because, in a sense, Cape Cod is, in a sense, a character into its own. Yes, kind. yes, I got, I got that feeling. All right, so yeah, yeah. So I first, you know, kind of, what, what is your elevator sort of pitch for your your novel, High High Strangeness? Yeah, I had one. I'm, I'm working on that too. Okay, <laughs> um, good, good. It, the the quick the the, deal, the quick is what if a UFO uh, kept coming back to a certain part of the world and it would attract all sorts of people waiting for its arrival obviously right. and that's sort of the the fun satire that I did of, of obviously it would attract all sorts of interesting people right. cult leaders and and, and yeah uh, conspiracy theory experts and all that. Um, yeah, and basically, and it sort of coincides on, on Cape Cod with tourist season, because basically every year the tourists arrive, so in a sense, there's sort of a um, um, <laughs> an analogous to, you know, we're being invaded by aliens and tourists here on Cape Cod in this right, particular right. Uh, summer. Right, yeah. So you, you live in Cape Cod, right? There, yeah. Or there, thereabouts or something. And, and I, for um, for uh, our listeners who may be not familiar with that part, that geography. Where where is Cape Cod? What is Cape Cod? Yeah, it, it's basically it's a large peninsula that sticks out from the you know the con you know near Boston, right, okay. uh, and almost Boston Harbor in a sense. It, uh, in fact, the, the Pilgrims hit Cape Cod, the tip of the, the peninsula, before it continued on, and then Plymouth is sort of on the other side of of, of Cape Cod Bay, okay. which is on the mainland. Okay, all right, all right, and uh, and uh, and how, have you lived there all your life, or? Well, I, yeah, I was born here in Massachusetts, and, and yeah, I've been all over. Generally, everybody goes to the Cape, as it's known, to to you know, when on the summertime, if you're yeah, you know, right, that, that's the place to vacation, basically. Okay. It's a vacation, yeah, it's a vacation spot, kind yeah. of like people, yeah, and and, and, and like you know, I, as so a lot of sort of you know vacation spots, right? You know, the uh, uh, it gets really really busy during the the summer, right? Between um, right. well, we, we call it Victoria Day, but you call it um, May. Uh, 
Memorial Memorial Day, right? Yeah, Memorial Day, yeah. Right. Between Memorial, Memorial Day and Labor yeah. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's sort of the yeah. And uh, and then they all go away, and uh, and then it, then the, you know the population declines by how, how what percentage would you say? A lot, yeah, a, a lot. lot. <laughs> basically, yeah, basically, and everybody basically goes back back onto um um uh, not welfare but uh, but unemployment. <laughs> okay, until, okay, right. And drinks, and then waits until <laughs> the next wave of people show up. Right. Well, that's a good gig if you can get it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and what, what do you, what do you do? You 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 said you're self-employed. Yeah. No. Basically, I I'm basically a failed filmmaker. I guess. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. I shot a big indie feature back in 2000 that nobody cared about. Uh, but no, I've been doing video production and and, and writing stories. Uh, you know, little funny comedy things. Uh, my entire life. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, and, you know, I'm familiar with yeah After Effects and and, and how to fake UFOs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. Now, if I can sort of give my elevator pitch for your book, it, it, it's uh, right. it, it's currently it's it's is it still free download? Yes. Okay. I'm still yeah. doing the the Andy Weir thing. It's free for now because I'm just trying to get a following. You know, right, I can always right, yes. charge. Hell. Yeah. You know? Okay. Right. And it's called High High Strangeness, and it's it's yeah. You can sort of download it for uh, your um your uh, your your uh, your uh, your iPad. IBook. Whatever you want, yeah. Right, I yeah. got all the formats on there. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. yeah. and uh, I mean, my elevator pitch for your book is I, I, I really like the concept. It's the idea that it's a, um, you know, you're trying to introduce a whole lot of sort of uh, skeptical ideas, uh, you know, critical thinking, but but not like in kind of like a, you know, Carl Sagan demon haunted world nonfiction. Right. You're 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 kind of like uh, you're just trying to do it as as, as a narrative. Uh, sort of a you know it's it's, it's, it's just you know it's a kind of a science fictiony sort of mystery kind of story and um and and you know and within as the story plays out you're 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 developing different ideas and you know you're sort of showing the different kind of people who think you know both sides of the you know the, sort of the up you know the, the spectrum and 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 it, it, it's it's a it's a very it, it's a clever idea and and the book itself i just found is really sort of fun read as i sort of told you in, in email it's like I, like i kind of read it over once i kind of you know quickly kind of did that larry king kind of like you know just sort of breeze through it and then i kind of like okay i went back and i sort of now gave it a good reading and then i just i found myself like um you know i kind of just you know we all have busy lives, right? And kind of looking forward to those like little fifteen-minute, twenty-minute, you know, here and there. And I'm sort of able to kind of tuck back into your book. And and yeah, it's a, just is a genuinely fun kind of fun read. And 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 uh, and you introduce kind of a lot of interesting kind of kind of skeptical ideas about you know, right? Conspiracies, UFOs, you know, uh, the whole thing. And anyway, I will, we'll kind of maybe get into that a bit, sort of kind of cover some of those some of those themes. But but what uh, what what kind of prompt did you to uh, so who who's who's the co-author on the book again? Well, again, she's my wifey girlfriend, and the joke is I've been living with uh, my my girlfriend for twenty one years now, and right, never okay. got married. Uh, I, I have a commitment problem. That's the joke. Oh, okay. um, yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. See, I, I'm much more skilled in writing film scripts. Mm, okay. Uh, and I had, and, and she's the one who's much more the literary. She worked at a li- library, so she was able to to guide and say, no, 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 no you got it here. You got to do it. You know. <laughs> to right. write a proper book is like this. I actually just finished the film script. Literally tonight, I've got the last few pages to, to proofread, oh, okay. and that's going to be done. Um, okay. But the whole concept is I'm stealing from Galileo, basically. Okay, all right. Um, there's Galileo wrote a thing called uh, Dialogue Concerning the Two Chief World Systems, where basically he argues the corner. Uh, 
corn. Oh boy, if I can say this right, corn, 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 copper, Copernicus, Copernicus. Thank you. Okay. Yes. System okay, of cool. the world of, of basically the uh, planets revolve in the sun. We go around the sun. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, versus the Ptolemaic uh, old system here. And right, basically, yes, he yes. had in in his little in his in his uh, publication, he had a character called Simplicio. Simplicio. Some, okay. I think yeah. Some, and basically, he was arguing. To the the simplistic character, why you know he's wrong and that that you know the Earth goes around the sun. So I use the same thing where I said, all right, I'll just take all these like some, you know I have I have other characters represent these standard you know arguments to all the skeptical things out there. Um, yeah, and I just get to satirize all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. They, so, so yeah, that's where I sort of got the idea. Cause I could have just done the whole thing as a you know essay or I don't know yeah, a, yeah. A, a blog post, but. You know, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm. It just comes out. Uh, I want to say I am. It comes out funny because everybody can d- interpret it. You know, but yeah, it just comes out that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and I, like, like I, you know, I great works of literature, and I'm, I'm not. And, and I don't mean this as an insult. This is not a great work of literature. So I, I don't want to be like I'm going <laughs> to blow sunshine up your butt. But it's it's a good read. But but you know yeah I mean great many great works of literature are basically that are are, are you know an argument for something. I mean you know you know right. Swift and stuff like that or you know they're they're trying to make an argument for something and they're you know they they show one side and kind of next chapter kind of shows the other side and yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting sort of uh, sort of a way of sort of um yeah you know sort of arguing something but but not just making it very dry and right unfortunately yeah uh <laughs> all those um uh, literary agents are probably going to argue with you, saying, "What? Well, you didn't stick the genre?" It's like, no, there's no zombies, there's no vampires, uh, no spaceships, the space opera. Oh, we can't sell that. Yeah, okay, right, you know. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. believe me, I sent the book out to a lot of them, you know. And exactly, who the hell's going to buy a book about UFOs over Cape Cod? A yeah, funny book about Cape Cod, <laughs> <Exactly>. you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I screwed up. I had something to say. Sorry. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No. No. So. 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 There's sort of two two main characters there. Like Ken, and uh, right. And uh, what what does Ken do for a job? I don't think I quite picked up that in the book. Yeah, I, I glossed over that. Yeah, just basically <laughs> basically what I do. Basically, self-employed okay. video producer guy okay. who can make video. You know, or, yeah. Stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and there's there's Mel. Well, I guess was sort of the counterpoint to your uh, your uh, your. The, the term we use sometimes for you know your 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 companions your sort of common law wife is co co vivant co vivant your your co vivant your co vivant and that would sort of I, I took that her to be kind of the, the Mel character the Ma- Melanie the reporter character yeah um, yeah in fact uh, where that came from is my is my wifey girlfriend <laughs> uh, who goes by the name of Jan Brady she has a pseudonym so yeah okay. I can't say her real name. Jan Brady. Oh, okay. I'm sure, all the all the millennials don't get the joke, but no, fine, no. right? She'll be she'll she shall be dressed as Jane Brady. She actually worked at a small time newspaper, so that, so a lot of that came from her. You know, yeah, I was there, and this is what we did. And I'm like, okay, good. Right, um, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now, Ed, now, so you're 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 you kind of um the uh, you sort of book you you you. you, you more than once, you kind of delve into I call it the you call it the uh, the, the the stupid alien syndrome, where, right? Right? You know, people have all these ideas about space aliens, and 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 uh, you know, and uh, I think your character eventually sort of comes out and labels it like you know, stupid alien syndrome. Or, or, or kind of what, what what are some examples to you of like we call stupid alien syndrome? Yeah, crash saucers, which are to me are an oxymoron, because uh, if they made it 
you know, sorry, first assuming that they, they actually did the trip, we have to just, I'm not even going to just assume off the bat they're here or anything like that. Right. But if, if they made the trip, that means they had to avoid, you know, assuming that they're going near the speed of light uh, versus just bending space, but okay, you know, uh, if they actually can't, got here from there to here, then that's, you know, again, really far. They had to avoid, and if you're traveling at the speed of light, right, if you hit a particle, little tiny particle, you're toast, right? Or yeah, if a, yeah. a, a tiny particle hits you going at the speed of light, you know, all the energy is such in there that you're just, you're toast. So they had to avoid all of that. Yet, when they got to our planet, oh, hell, crash. You know, <laughs> it's like, really? you, you, you got to give these guys some more, you know, if they made the trip, you, you know, you have to give them a little more credit for just for at least avoiding the planet, you know? Yeah, exactly, hitting the planet. They caught the last mile problem, right? The, right yeah, yeah, well, right. Right, <laughs> and the fact that they just left them there, like, oh, Zork crash just leave all oh, that idiot he does this even his last time i'm not getting him just leave him there you know yeah yeah that's always that's that that is that is troublesome and even weird weirder too it's like you know, it's like you've got just not roswell right you you i mean if if you know you're to listen to the ufo people i mean there have been just dozens of saucer crashes there i mean i think there's right. even one in uh so you're in on the canadian side called uh shag, shag harbor which is i believe in okay. uh, uh nova nova scotia um or was it New Brunswick? I'm a Canadian. I always get those mixed up. But yeah, we, we, yeah, our, our sort of Canadian Roswell is a thing called Shag Harbor, where again, it's supposedly okay. a saucer crashed in the ocean, and, and I think it was in the '60s or something. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. When I first read your book, because because there was there's a was it how do you pronounce it? Tororo. Tororo. Yeah, yeah. Because there's also Tororo, like Nova Scotia. Sort of on, on the okay, uh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah yeah so so um, so uh, and and that was sort of fairly close to the Shag Harbor too so yeah so I, I sort of thought oh you were kind of maybe talking about a UFO over Nova Scotia because there was a UFO sighting over Nova Tororo I thought you're sort of maybe working that in I didn't realize there was also so for your know, your Canadian readers it's also a, a, an American town right. Oh, definitely. It's definitely yeah. out there. Now, the, okay. the significance of Truro, though, right, is okay. Bud Hopkins. We all know Bud Hopkins, which is, he wrote the book, Missing Time, Documented Study of UFO Abductions. He sort okay. of started the whole abducted hypnosis thing. He had a sighting of his UFO, which started his whole career in this, back in uh, 1961. Oh, sorry, not 61, okay. I think 64. Okay. Yeah. So that's the significance of Truro. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> For yeah. here. Yeah, Bud Hopkins. Yeah, there, there were two guys that were sort of big into the whole alien abduction. It was Bud Hopkins and there's a. I Barney, forget, yeah. Do you remember the other guy? One of them died, got hit by a car in London. I don't know if it was Bud Hopkins or, or yeah. the other guy. Yeah, the, might, yeah, he died around here. Yeah. Okay. There was the other guy. And of course, people were like, "Oh, that you know, the government put a hit on him." And but it was just kind of like <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to you know London, England. I, I almost got killed doing this too. It's like you know, you're so used to always looking. At, to the right when you cross the street you forget to right. you have to look to the left and basically that's what happened he just forgot to look to the left and bam car hit him right. and yeah i remember I, I was there on on business once and yeah yeah i literally nearly did that stepped into an oncoming car my boss kind of yanked <laughs> me back onto the sidewalk and and it's not it's not a, it's not an uncommon way of dying but of course you know right. I, I mean that's sort of another problem with you know the conspiracy types is there's no such thing as a coincidence right you know there's no right. oh don't definitely not yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so so right so um so i and your 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 character ken it kind of starts off the book kind of starts 
starts off with him and his friend uh, Noodles. That, that's an, another interesting character. Well, well, I, I'd like to get into him a bit more. But okay. you, you guys, your character start, sort of book starts with you guys um, um, creating a crop circle. Yeah, faking a crop he, circle. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because he is, he wants to illustrate that. Look, these crop circles can easily be created, and they're created by humans, for God's sake. Yes, exactly. So he wanted to basically, you know, show. He wanted to him film himself making a crop circle and the plan was to expose it to the world saying look haha see while when the world would find it he can then say haha look see these are fake i faked it let me show you i'm faking it you people have to re-, you know and <laughs> it's sort of on the guys of listen there's the real there's a real ufo sightings and then there are man-made ufo sightings right, yeah. uh you know so we want to delineate between the two so we have to focus on the the real um the real things versus the the you know the made up easily faked Ah, things. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're definitely, uh, definitely the, the, the crop circle so-called experts that are like, no, no, I, I can tell the difference. And then right. I mean, there have definitely been cases where people fake one and the crop circle guys are like, oh, yeah, this is totally real. No human could have made it. And then they, you know, show them the video of them, you know, just hammering it out with a board and string. You know, and, In fact, yeah. one of the characters, yes, that's one of his arguments. What happens is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil chapter one. While okay. he's making the crop circle, another guy is making a crop circle also. They end up fighting in the field, attracting <laughs> attention. They have got to run away, run off. So the whole thing is spoiled, right? Yeah, that's right. a... Ten, ten chapters later, now when the, when the world finds it, look how intricate this crop circle is. There's no way you could have faked this. Exactly. And then, of course, the character's like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's responsible. Exactly. Uh, and and, and that, that's kind of another problem, too. It's like, you know, it's like you fake something. You tell you know, people, no, no, look, like, I fake that. And then people are going to be like, not, well, you're lying. You know that's what that's what the the Illuminati wants you to say. So you're right. you're being forced <laughs> to say that now, right? Right? Like, like there's no there's no winning. Right. Oh, especially what I love is is the um uh oh yeah the Patterson the Bigfoot Patterson footage. Now there are people say I was the guy in the suit. Like now is it, the point is he's actually trying to out hoax, assuming that like Patterson hoaxed it, right? Right. Right. I, I love the idea that someone else can steal the hoax and say, well, I was the guy in the suit, so it's my footage and I did it. Then the original guy has to say, well, no, 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 this guy's full of crap because I hoaxed it first and he wasn't in the suit. So right. I, I like how he can just, hoaxers can keep stealing the hoax from each other to right. get to gain the, you know, the notoriety uh, from that. And I think that also happened, uh, some other, uh, some, some Italian sightings or some light was shooting out from a building. I think somebody put in a saucer into it. Okay. Oh, no, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody actually put a better hoax onto the hoax. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it got yeah. Well, that, that happened. Yeah. That happened too. Where the uh, what was the name? There was. Um, uh, I think there's those lights shooting out of a building somewhere in, in Italy or somewhere like okay. that. And okay. Okay. Somebody put a, a saucer. Someone said, "Oh my God, look at this! This is actually a phenomena here." Okay. And then somebody else put a saucer rising through the the light, <laughs> and then and then basically claimed it. You know, for like, oh my God, look a UFO left. Wow. The light right there. So they actually, you know, <laughs> they ran with it. Well, there, I just, yeah, I just love that idea. Well, there, there was a guy. He uh, he sort of faked like a um, like a, like a giant, and, um, and you know, and sort of had it like sort of buried in his yard, and had contracted some workmen to kind of like, oh, just go do some work in that part of my right. field, and then they they dug it up, and and then he kind of went on tour, and then P.T. Barnum tried to buy it from him, and he's like, no, no, this is kind of earning me some good. Yeah, coin. Oh, is that the Plast? Is that the Plast Town Man? Plast? What's it? Uh, no, yeah, that, that's. 
Is that the classic one? Because you're, oh. you're talking B.T. Barnum, right? Yeah, hey, hang on. Let me, let, me, let me just Google this. Uh, P.T. All right, yeah. This is a, yeah, yeah, that, that guy. Okay, I got that. <laughs> Whatever the, that guy is. Yeah, hang on. Let me just... Oh, well, the guy's the Cardiff Giant. Yeah, the Cardiff Giant. All right. But yeah, yeah. So the... Uh, yeah, and then P.T. Barnum wanted to buy it, and then and then uh, and the guy didn't want to sell, so P.T. Barnum just, like, had some workmen carve his own, and then he, he went on tour with, like, the fake, fake right. Cardiff Giant, and then there was, like, a lawsuit, and, you know, like, hey, you know, no, I've got the real fake, and you got the fake, fake. It right. was, yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. Of, well, it makes money, why not? In fact, that reminds me that somebody tossed in a Bigfoot, uh, what was it, the, the Bigfoot in the freezer photo <laughs> that made the rounds uh, a while ago. It was basically just a Bigfoot costume. Somebody threw it into, like, it was like a styrofoam box, but it looked kind of like a Bigfoot in a freezer, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that made yeah, they made the rounds with with everybody. Yeah, yeah. It was just like five years ago, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, the, the you also have like the um, the, the reporter Mel. She she's got a brother named in the in the book. Brian, she got a brother right. named Brian. And Brian Brian is Brian has some sort of mental health issues and and right. it, yeah. And it was interesting. I think you kind of, it, it was sort of like you're trying to uh, at least the, I I took it as that that character was kind of the represent like you know the idea of like well, like what's the harm like you know they're just having fun with the UFO thing. But but there are definitely people right who you know have mental health issues and this you know this can stress them out and cause them great concern and and. Right. Well, Jan Brady suffers from um, 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 manic, you know, not manic depression. Okay. Uh, so, but so I wanted what what I like with the concept of like, okay, this this character actually has you know a legit mental illness, yeah. yet she ends up being the most rational one there out of the whole story. Right. Right. And yeah. her brother Brian sort of represents just sort of like the extreme where it's just like, yeah. She 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 basically has to chase after her brother because she's you know everyone's after him and you know you know da 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 yeah <laughs> so the unmedicated guy that just completely goes off yeah <laughs> oh I like what was that the the Brian the Brian character he uh, he has like a box of cables or something he's just been hauling yes. around for the last I, I like yeah no, I have I I, well, I have friends who hoard things and basically but the clean hoarders where yeah. they put everything into boxes and I love the, just the imagery of having a person just filled. <laughs> with cardboard boxes with stuff, right, that they're hoarding. Yeah. Yeah. But they need about it, so everything's marked down. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if they need to find it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I have I have a friend exactly like that. So I'm just sorry, I hope he's not listening. I just stole that from my buddy. <laughs> well no, yeah, I mean that, I I I've sort of, I feel like I thought I was the only one like I've got like that box of cables and you know like right. parallel printer cables and and i mean things that just are not going to be ever used but I, I just i can't throw this box of cables out like it's just there's some and i discovered like yeah pretty much every male out there i think has a box of cables they can't throw out and in fact i just threw a box <laughs> i forced myself to do this last week um i was thinking can i put this on ebay it's like random box of cables five dollars yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i literally did that and i think yeah and then i i, I oh yeah I, I just gave away three old uh, amplifiers to somebody on e uh, on um, um craigslist for twenty dollars yeah I'm, I'm determined now to, to to remove clutter myself so yeah right, well. <laughs> another theme kind of i think you, you tuck a bit into the book is um 
Yeah, like, you know, when you have, it's like, like the Brian character definitely sort of, you know, believes in the aliens and, and Melissa's, you know, quite, quite skeptical. And then, you know, it's like, like, how do you, you know, if you have like true believers in your family, like, like, how do you talk to them? Do you, do you have anybody in your family who are kind of like, I mean, you know, true believers and, and, you know, you have a problem talking to them? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> hell, just find a Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there you go. Yeah, exactly. You just, yeah, you just, you know, you just don't, yeah. You, <laughs> certainly, if, if you're, you're, you're clinically to the point where you're like a schizophrenic, I mean, you can't say anything at all. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was, I, but I, what I like about, um, and here's, here's a real example, which I sort of worked into the book here. Okay. Uh, what I like about, quote, crazy people is, it's technically, there's still cognizance of 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 people around them, and then how are you talking to them, even though their idea could be just completely nuts. As an example, it was in Harvard Square. This is a while. It's like 20 okay. years ago. Okay. Some guy was handing out flyers, right? right. Something about like, oh, something just nuts. It was just like, dude, why are you, you know, why do you have, to, you know, why are you handing this propaganda out for something, right? But the guy, the guy was annoyed that I was talking to him because I thought I love talking to these people. They're interesting. <laughs> So he's standing there and he's sort of like getting annoyed. He's got one in his hand, one more flyer in his hand. I asked him, so what's, you know, oh no, first I was, well, here, I was making fun of the guy basically to his face, right? So right. then he goes, you you tell, he goes, you're making fun of me. I'm like, listen, yeah, I know, I know that, you know, you're, you're, you know, right, hammering on me. Cause you know, and it, and I thought it was interesting that he, he had enough, you know, wherewithal to realize that yes, I was making fun of him, but what he was giving out was completely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and then there's that disconnect. And I love that that you know that sort of disconnect. By the way, I, you know, and then when I asked the guy, I said, "What's the deal?" Because I, I have to give out twenty of these. I said, "Well, how many have you given out?" Nineteen. It's like, well, can I have the last one? <laughs> Gives it to me. You know? <laughs> I'm like, all right, good. He could. Then he left. He was happy. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I suddenly right. found that. I remember one time I was on the subway and there was a guy like, you know preaching to the subway and then you know, he was basically claiming he was jesus christ and then right. and then you know and this is toronto right so we're canadian this is making us all very uncomfortable on the subway and <laughs> right. uh, and then i you know I, I i get off at my station and he gets off at the same station and he's like walking next to me not because he's trying to walk next to me but just because you know we went through the same doors together and now right. i'm like walking next to him and i'm like well i guess i should talk to him so i start asking him like so you say you're Jesus Christ, and he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Um, how how do I know?" And and then he starts like, <laughs> like more I sort of pressed him for like kind of like evidence or you know a miracle. You know, more he got to be like. I got to get away from this crazy person talking to me. Like he wanted to get away from me now. Like, like <laughs> right. you know, for, for, you know, like five minutes ago, he was like begging a whole, you know, whole subway car to pay attention to him. And now that he's got someone sort of paying attention to him, he's like, I got to get away from this crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's sort of similar. Yeah. To the, to the Brian character I have in there, but yeah. Oh my God. If you want to yeah, religion, the whole that. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> we'll just compartmentalize that over there. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Save that for another show. <laughs> right, right. And the other kind of interesting, your, your kind of your stupid alien syndrome, the um, you're know, you right that people are being abducted, and then the space aliens are are uh, you know are sort of doing these memory wipes, and then right, and then, right, and then and then you know we but, fooled them. Ha-ha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> Bud Hopkins and et, et al. had sort of oh, I just got to put him under hypnosis, and it's right. sort of like the aliens aren't kind of like hmm, 
Yeah, I, it appears this, you know, this guy with no training whatsoever and a dangling pocket watch has kind of defeated our super mind wiper technology. <laughs> yes. and, but let's just keep undoing it, right? You know? Right. I, I love the concept of Zork. You, how, you said they wouldn't know. I don't know. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> just, I know. Just keep on keeping on, you know, the kind of kind of thing, right? Like, like, like well, the Abbott and Costello, right? The yeah. aliens. Just like, you know, step, knucklehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> step one, wipe memory. Step right. three, profit. What's step two? <laughs> step one, white memory. Step three, profit. You know, like a kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and um, um, sort of about maybe about midway through the book, like, like the, the, the kind of the fun thing about your book is it's, it's it, you know, it gets wacky and then it gets wackier. You keep building up the wackiness. And then right. at one point, this, this, this cult, shows up maybe talk about can you talk about the cult a little bit yeah well like i said since we're satirizing everybody you know i was able to um toss in well obviously ufo cults uh and it's sort of based i sort of did a conglomeration of 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 the greatest hits where now marshall applewhite in his heaven's gate uh group right um and now now and and my my group here is well similar to the raelians who want to have free love and have sex with each other and the aliens um, I sort of combine that where where you know this, uh, my my group uh, led by the leader Click, um, <laughs> Click who was waiting uh, for the spaceship to arrive from the Fornication spaceship, right. uh, which is from the star Alpha Fornicus in the in the star cluster of Fornax, uh, the Fornicians. Uh, not not to be confused with the Plagiarians that Billy Mayer uh, uh, has gone off on right, Swiss right. guy. Uh, who had cheesy 8mm footage. So basically, yeah, these guys are waiting for the UFO to be sucked up into it so they can have sex with the aliens. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go to the whole death thing with the whole Heaven's Gate, <laughs> right, but yeah. I had fun playing with it, um, you know. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, so, yeah. The, the founder click, right? He's sort of, like a lot of these cult founders have fairly inauspicious beginnings, and click is kind of no different. You know, what was... <laughs> Can you reveal what yeah, I his? Had, I had him. Yeah, I had him work. Had him as a as a. He worked, had a porno store, and then he was yeah. He did, created pornography back in the day, and <laughs> yeah. sold out before. Uh, yeah, just as uh, the internet took over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, I had fun. You know, and I researched all this. I sat through all of Marshall Applewhite's videos. Oh jeez. Um, because <laughs> I wanted you know to get the whole rhythm of it. And what's what's interesting about about the Applewhite stuff is he'll start he'll start off saying, "Listen, okay, this is this is going to sound really nuts." But I'll be nuts if I don't tell you that, you know, behind the comet is a spaceship and we need to, like, leave our heavily bodies here, blah, 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 blah. So it's funny how these guys, again, similar to the guy that I met out in the street, they'll say, they'll acknowledge that, yes, I understand this is nuts, but, you know, the UFOs are blah, 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 you know, are abducting, da, 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 and we need to, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's weird that they, you know, that, 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 that the emotional and the intellect just don't, I was even emotional, but the uh, the rational and the and the I don't know objectiveness yeah, yeah. <laughs> of their minds just don't just there's no synapses that are connecting the two. And I find it interesting, so you know, <laughs> and those people are fun to talk to. Yeah, there there, there was a legend. I, I don't know how true it is, but I mean, back during the whole Heaven's Gate thing, when when that when that sort of blew up, you know, that that was. I, mean, I think the World Wide Web was maybe just coming online, but back then it was right. like the Usenet days. Like Usenet was kind of huge, yeah. and uh, and and there was a rumor, like, could be true, maybe not true, that the Heaven's Gate people they went um, they went to like some telescope store and bought a telescope, 
And uh, and they're like, well, this one let us see the comet. And the guy's like, yep, that, this is a good telescope to see the comet. And they're like, good. They take it then, and then they set it up, and they look at the comet. They don't see the spaceship following the comet. So they're really upset. They take it back, and they're like, we want our money back. And they're like, why? You couldn't see the comet? We could see the comet. We couldn't see the spaceship. Right. And the guy behind the counter is like, um... Okay, this is going to be a small with restocking right. fee, and you know, but I could like talk to my manager and wave it if that's going to be a problem. Like, yeah, and um, yeah, but I don't know how true that is, but that was sort of kind of a story I heard about the heavens. Yeah, not good. Because I was, I was, well, you mentioned that uh, when prophecy fails, the whole book on another group of people who were uh, uh, right, we're expecting a UFO to land at some, and and they were all disappointed. And it's, yeah, when reality just hits in the face of these people, yeah, yeah. you just deflect. You just like, yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, in your, you know, in your story, Click kind of leads his followers to, to Cape Cod because he thinks this is going to be the, uh, you know, the aliens are coming to get them. Like, you know, they're going to get onto the saucers and, and, and right. leave. And then obviously it, it doesn't happen. And, and um, you know, it's sort of how you sort of d- deal with like the people in his cult where, yeah, I guess it's sort of separated the wheat from the chaff. The people are just there to kind of like have, you know, free love kind of, you know, right. wandered away. But, you know, the true believers kind of stuck with them and. Yeah, that was sort of the joke. Noodles ultimately ends up uh, sort of joining the cult to basically have sex with one of the you know cute girls. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and then right, and then that's the whole conflict between Ken. It's like, wait a minute, you you'll you'll drop your ideals for a girl. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. I mean, that's mostly true. I mean, that is that is another kind of uh, yeah, that, that's sort of another kind of thing. You sort of I think a theme you sort of deal with in the book, right? Like the idea of like you know you you have these sort of very kind of skeptical ideas, and then you know, but you know, we're we're men, and sometimes we're really lonely, and it's like, and this woman is like not at all like you know you're 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 but she likes you and it's like well i'll, right. I'll it's I, not the bus i want but i'll get on this bus and see where it's going I'm, you know i'm sure most of us guys have had to dealt with the astrology da, 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 from a girlfriend you know and, yeah, and then most yeah. not all women are into astrology da, 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 no, no, you no, know yeah, yeah. but I've, I've certainly had to grit my teeth at a few bars and like really i'm pisces really i guess this is not gonna work is it yeah 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 i'm very lucky like my, my wife is uh, i i don't know if you know about the the, ama- the amazing no the amazing you know the amazing meeting james randy the amazing yeah, yeah, of course. yeah yeah i took i took my wife to that and she really enjoyed it she's she's kind of like she kind of like sort of like Neb, kind of unformed kind of skeptic and then so when we started right. dating you know she kind of you know she kind of sort of glommed around yeah yeah she sort of liked that and so was, she's always been very uh, very supportive of all my skepticism and stuff like that took her to took her to the amazing meeting she had a really good time and yeah 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 but but I mean I mean there are times like me like you know you might be an atheist and your your wife is a you know is a Christian and you know how do you how do you make that work you know that can be I, I, that's a good question since I'm not yeah my yeah uh, my wifey girlfriend Jan Brady there yeah no we're basically right on the same page that's good yeah, uh, yeah so that's why we've probably been together for 22 years <laughs> that, 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 uh, and all of that yeah it does uh, help him, yeah. Raising Randy I met the guy uh, I had a, I was the director of a, of a cable TV show back in the 80s oh, and okay. he came by and I yeah, talked to him for a while and a quick quick, uh, quick uh, another thing is for, for Marshall Applewhite in my research right, I found right. that he actually was trying to come to Cape Cod with his early version of the cult and but ended up settling in in uh, 
was it San Francisco, San Diego, I think. Right. So it's interesting that he could have actually been here <laughs> uh, and actually could have killed himself on Cape Cod, ultimately, if that was his <laughs> ultimate goal. Gosh. So I thought that was interesting. So, I, so that's sort of why he, that character, is sort of in there. Right, yeah. And why, why, do you, why do you think all those, I mean, I mean, they, they were not stupid people that joined. I mean, they were good web developers, as, as, as in, in, at least <laughs> yeah. for the time. They were, they're, right. they're, the website's still up, isn't it? The Heaven's Gate yes. website. And well, it, I mean, it's pretty dated now, but, but back in, you know, 1995 yeah, yeah. or 6 or right. something, it was, you know. <laughs> It was pretty yeah. cool. It's like, yeah. yeah. What do you what do you think led those people to your 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 sort of pop psychology, you know, uh, impression? What do you think led those people to sort of basically go, yeah, we'll cut our balls off and kill right. ourselves? Yeah. Like, well, like, well, it's just human nature. I mean, just the conformity. I just you know they took conformity to the ultimate uh, end, basically, right. right? Where they just kill themselves off, and yeah, in addition to. Doing all the body bonifications, yeah. which that's which a polite way to tragic. put it. <laughs> I, as a sort of as a lone wolf type guy, I find it incredibly funny. Uh, but yes, you know. But again, if you're just that's where you value conformity, and you want to, you know, you just want people to tell you things. I mean, yeah, okay, then <laughs> all yeah. right. But yeah, that's a good example of just like see what can happen. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember back in the late. 90s, early 2000s. I worked, you know, but during the whole dot com boom, right? You know, I worked for a company, and and uh, you know, the stock had gone from like from their IPO had gone from like say like ten dollars to like a thousand dollars within right. you know two years, and uh, and yeah, I mean the the CEO to listen to him, it's like it's like you know, it's like oh yeah, this is gonna be yeah, we're gonna be a trillion dollar company, and and he just kind of like. You know, sort of like half kind of believed it, and and then when he thought about it, it's like he thought to himself, well, what does our company actually do? And he'd be like, I don't know. You know, Bob, what, right. what do we actually do? Well, we um, enable um, Mary. What do we? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Um, yeah. But but you know, I mean, of course, it's like you know dangling you know we're all gonna be super rich i mean that that does help make you conform but obviously there money is just not one one you know sort of way of getting right. people to conform you know i guess yeah there no but on, but on the warren buffett example i had a good point saying like yeah if you can't figure out what a company does yeah uh yeah don't yeah don't you know first of all the numbers are all wrong on all those you know uh, uh, web thingies, yeah, they, they didn't own anything. They just weren't of, of value. It's yeah. all just perceived value. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole bunch of those out there. Hey, look, they're gone. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, see, I mean, um, so right, right. So, yeah. So so the, how do you pronounce Fornaskians or for? Uh, I, I, well, I'm calling Fornicians. 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 Okay. There's right. a star called Alpha Fornicus. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would, they, yeah. I liked how you actually picked a real star and then found kind of a, you know, right. sort of a kind of, a, you know, like hmm, you worked that into like a sex cult, UFO sex I, cult. Kind. I was doing an hour of just going down star lists on Wikipedia <laughs> and like ah, fornic- Fornicus. There you go, Fornicians. All yeah. right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, okay, obviously I'm not going to steal the ra- ra- uh, the plagiarians. I mean, Billy Mayer already did that, but obviously it had to sound like plagi- the plagiarian. I'm a plagiarian. I'm a fornication. Right. You probably want to hump. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you do make a sort of a veiled reference to Billy, like Billy Meyer, like was it some of Click's earlier, um, uh, you know, videos or film of UFOs is kind of you know. 
you know, pie plate on a string kind of thing. Yep. And, 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 especially, and Especially when Ken actually can do really good fake UFO yeah. footage. Yeah, exactly. It just bugs him out. Really, you, you like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, God. <laughs> now, now your, your, your Ken character, at some point, your Ken character kind of sees a, I, we thinks is a UFO and uh, and and again you know it's like the you know piling absurdities onto absurdities in this book it, it can kind of like kind of again sort of you know falls in with I mean sort of click but then um, there, there's sort of a bit of a who's that Tom character who's that Tom character kind of kind of based now, on? Uh, Tom Tom Fraser well Tom Fraser is loosely inspired well, how, correctly we'll say inspired by um, uh, Bob Lazar obviously Bob Lazar mm. is a big noted famous person I want a character that represents a big famous person within the UFO uh, okay, field okay and who saw the aliens at area 51 and and da, 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 da. but my character here Tom Fraser says no 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 no, no. they're gonna put the aliens where they crashed so obviously there's aliens on the Air Force Base. There is an Air Force Base, Otis Air right, Force yeah, Base. Yeah. It's the old name on Cape Cod. So they're gonna leave the aliens because when they come back for them, they got they will they'll know where they are. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, ne- I never. I didn't. I didn't pick up on he was sort of a Bob Lazar character. I mean, yeah. To me, he sort of seemed like. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm amalgams of other people, but yeah, but Bob Lazar, oh, yeah, Bob Lazar's back, which is very, which is very <laughs> yes, disturbing. Is. Yeah, it's like it's like the unsinkable rubber duckies, like like you know, yeah, you know, Bob, because who was who's the uh, Stanton Friedman, right? Like Stanton Friedman was like this guy's complete bullshit. You, know, you can swear on my podcast, by the way, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, like even Stanton Friedman kind of researches Bob Lazar, and it's like there's there's not a single thing this guy says is true, and then and then he kind of like went away for a bit but now he seems to be kind of trying to bounce back right no i love the concept of crazy people because bob lazar well not bob but tom frazier is 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 you know has a true believer in his whole thing we got click which is the, the the you know his you know whole field of belief and yet both of them look at each other and say well, that guy's nuts that, yeah. that guy's the idiot no 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 that guy is the idiot so I, the crazy people calling each other crazy i just love right, yeah <laughs> i just find it delightful <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of like like the the bigfoot kind of the whole you know bigfooters like they they are right. seem they always seem to be at each other's throats like like they're it's not a big <laughs> right. tent like like they're they're there's there's some sort of woo kind of sort of topics where like like creationism i find is almost like a big tent it's like it's like you know okay we would normally think you know you know um you, you know the um you know that you know y- your religion is complete nuts you know your version of christianity right. is complete nuts but we but hey you got a phd in microbiology so you know i'll i'll trust you on what you're saying about creationism or something you know it, it, so the yeah the, the the christians kind of have erected a pretty big tent and, and as long as you kind of sign on to you know world right. was created in six thousand years and you're 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 in whereas whereas sometimes yeah so sometimes like ufo people are at each other's throats or big pe- bigfoot people are always sort of each other's throats and <laughs> yeah you obviously watched the show uh, i was finding bigfoot the bfro oh yeah, uh, yeah. group yeah, Bobo and the, yeah, I, I, I had fun. Well, I watched it for at least a couple of years because it was just fun, you know. <laughs> that's a whole other time. I, I don't don't even get me ranting on Bigfoot here. That's that's right, a whole yeah. other. Yeah, we'll put that next to the, the religious pile, yeah. and we'll discuss that on the on the third show. It sort of seems like it's like I mean, it's like if there's if there's a at least a perception there's a lot of money at stake. You know, people kind of 
there is no big tent, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want the biggest piece of this, you know, this woo pie, whereas, whereas I think, you know, creationists kind of have a, uh, a political end. They're not there for self-enrichment necessarily. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Well, here, all right, I'll, I'll do my, I'll try to do a little mini rant. Okay. About okay the, no, yeah. Rant away. Small, small, small rant. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and this is from a skeptic point of view here. All right. All right. All right obviously the Roger Patterson footage, right? Yeah. Okay, so everyone obviously knows it. Uh, all right, let's 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 say this as a skeptic. Let, let's say this. Okay, listen. All right, all right. It's fake. It was a cowboy in 1967 faked it. Okay, let's just start with that. And even though I agree that yeah, you can put certainly you could put a person inside a Bigfoot. So right. And I've seen the close-up footage where it's like it's, it's a cool and interesting musculature going on there. It's not certainly just a baggy you know ape costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay, yeah, okay, it looks cool, alright, yeah, 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 but, okay, let's say it's fake, that, that Roger Patterson footage is proof that you can fake a Bigfoot in 1967 to have it look like that, right? Yeah. Uh, alright, so, Roger Patterson's dead, (laughs) so why, there is a book deal and a movie deal waiting if he showed up and if he just said, listen, I faked it, look, here it is, I, 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 it's fake, here it is, let me, you know, he could have made more money just exposing the fake, right, okay. <laughs> but he didn't. Nor did his buddy there uh, Gimlin. had a uh, Gimlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why doesn't he take the money? There's a book deal waiting. Just take it. The money's there. Just explain how you did it. Similar to the guy who claimed that he was in the in the Bigfoot outfit himself. Um, <laughs> so that's troubling. Like, why doesn't the guy take the money? If it's fake, why don't you take the money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always curious too. It's like it's like these these Bigfoot hunters are like, you know, they 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 sort of stomp around like you know they're they're the world's greatest woodsmen you know and and it's like it's like okay you're you know for eight years running you've been clowned by bigfoot like like you are you are this incredibly you know skilled woodsman and bigfoot keeps eluding you like like, i don't think you're that good of a woodsman actually you know right it's ultimately they have to admit that you know yeah yeah bigfoot out thought us yet again you know right well yeah exactly that every single person has a camera in their pocket and we'll all be shooting 4k in their pocket you could argue well, well what's the chance of having a cowboy with film in his camera on a you know fine he knew he was looking for that um (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 point is so 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 why isn't there more footage that just matches the the pat roger patterson footage like yeah okay another big foot probably guy in a suit there it is yep okay we shot it in 4k you know but again everyone has a camera in their pocket it's ready to go uh where are all these shots of discs coming over you know like literally everybody has a camera <laughs> there should, should should certainly be a proportional amount of additional footage and yeah there is some out there but not you know, a crazy amount since there's a crazy amount of cameras that are from from 1967 till now. So yeah, you know, I, I, I where is the good footage? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even people who are just like, yeah, okay, there it is again. I got him. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> Another <laughs> rant. Oh, go, go the ahead. last rant. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Good. Last rant. All right, all right, the final rant yeah, yeah. is all right. You go to the BFRO website, right? And okay. You can actually report your. Bigfoot sighting there on the site. And the deal is, it's not just anybody can type it in, send it up, and like, okay, they're just going to list it, right? Mm-hmm. They actually call you back, apparently, okay. and talk to you. And like, all right, are you a, you know, what kind of person are you? Blah, blah, blah. Where'd you get the sighting? Um, and they pile them into two groups. A, where basically it's a dark thing. I heard, I smelled something. I sounded like something. It was a dark thing out in the woods. Type A, fine. Okay, just 
throw all those out because whatever, yeah, you're mistaken, a bear, what blah, 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 right? But there's, there's a type B where the, the person says, yes, I saw an eight-foot thing. It looked at me. It crossed over the road. I, it did one, two, three, four steps, looked at me directly, and then disappeared, you right. know. And there's a ton of these people reporting this like every every week, you know. Um, so the question is, you're not fooling anybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> are you right? Are you fine. Like they called you, fine. You maybe fooled the guy who called you. It's posted. Um, you, you, you'd assume that it's not the same person doing this over and over again. That's why they call to make sure, you know, okay, we're getting different people doing it. But if you're not, you know, so if you're just a hoaxer now, say, okay, I'm going to call in BFRO and send this in, you know. You're not, you know, well, look, there's no money involved. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. Um, <laughs> so it's like, so so why are these people doing it? Which is an interesting question. It's like, really, is, are, are people that uh, predisposed to just, just you know, <laughs> feel important or, or, or that they fooled somebody or, or they want to be part of it? Um, yeah. then, you know, whether... You know, assuming Bigfoot doesn't exist, why are these people still doing it? <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely, I just definitely think, yeah, people just see something and then just, you know, and uh, you know, another age it'd be demons and certain people right. see, you know, Mothman or you know the Jersey right. Devil well, or you know or Bigfoot, right? It's whatever your culture is kind of like telling right. you to I interpret those signals as. Because I assume, well, I'm assuming here that most people aren't just completely, utterly delusional. No, from no, a yeah. schizophrenic point. So, right, uh, you would like to think <laughs> that, you know, everyone isn't there. But certainly, if you are a skeptic, you have to say, all right, every single one of those people are liars. Because it's easily, you can, like I said, if, if, if it's just a dark figure, fine, they're mistaken. But when you clearly state that eight foot, two eyes, looked at me, it looked, you know, I was, I was amazed. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't, how else do you dismiss it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say, I mean, I'm sure there are so, some people that are just, you know, like, you know, like, well, I'm supposed to see one too, so I'm going to report one. Right. But, well, but, yeah. but I, mean, I mean, I definitely think, you know, as like, you know, people, you know, they, they just convince themselves that's what they saw. And, 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 you know, so they might have been the type A where they saw the dark shadowy thing, but, right. you know, but as they think about it, they kind of like just, it gets more refined yeah. in their mind. And <laughs> right. but so by the time they make that call, it's like, oh yeah, it just, it's glowing red eyes, and it was just staring. Yeah, but, but that's the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a problem too. Don't even get started on the glowing red eyes, yeah. which, which completely yeah. drives me nuts. Like, hold, let me get this straight. It's a, it's a, it's a organ that needs to, you know, have light enter it, and it's like saying, like, my, I can't hear you. My ears are making noise. Yeah. It's like, because why would your eyes? <laughs> I, mean, I realize there's, there's eye glare. That's totally separate. And some people go, no, 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 no. It was totally dark. It was glowing. It was like, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. watching cartoons. Yes, yeah. eyes glow in cartoons. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're watching too many uh, Pokemon cartoons or something. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my issue is kind of like it's like, you know, the there's big, you know, pretty much every state and every province in Canada, except you know, like Hawaii. Uh, there, there are fix that. there's um, big yeah, there you go. exactly there's Bigfoot <laughs> reports right and it's it's like you know. Really weird that this creature, you know, big and matted fur, is just basically have evolved for 
every single possible train in North America, and it ranges all across North America. And yet, you know, not not a body, a trucker has never hit one. But they seem to love going across roads at night, you know. But at the same time, we're always being told like, no, no, they just they they just they're really good at avoiding people. But they also like to go up to cabins and stick their hands through windows and throw rocks. Yeah. You know, it's it's they kind of want it both ways all the time, you know. Right. Oh, I I recently bought a, a trail cam just because I wanted to see what critters are in my backyard. Oh, okay. And, it's a, and you can get a high def trail cam for under a hundred bucks if you go on eBay. There are hunters selling just like I got twenty of these things just sitting here. Yeah, you want one for ten bucks? So the point <laughs> is that there's a, there's a lot of trail cams out there. Right. Yeah. And certainly ten years ago, well, yeah, you had to pay a lot of money. Yeah, there's only a few. There's a lot of trail cams out there. Yeah. And they tell it, yes. Bigfoot and then has has managed to miss all of them, uh, and, and yeah, some some yes, the 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 uh, the 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 the, <laughs> the deal is, uh, or maybe Bigfoot can see an infrared. I'm like, ah, oh, great, you know, because generally most of them are working off of infrared. Uh, oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we have a primate. Yes, that can see an infrared. It tends to be like it's basically an argument in special pleading all the time. It's like, well, <laughs> right. why can't we find them this way? Well, because they have this ability. Right. What about that? Yeah. Well, they have this other ability. You know, like It's always like they have some – some new ability is just invented to explain away why you know they avoid some kind of detection or something like that. And But you know, what, one of the things I said – I mean that, that Bigfoot and UFO – people have kind of in common is the idea of it's like it's like if i see something in alaska and you know and you see something you know in in the deserts of arizona uh you know we both have to believe each other or else the moment i say well you i saw the real thing you just misinterpreted (laughs) you know a cactus as you know right and, and and it tends to be to be like the UFO people are, are the same. It's like, well, I saw blonde aliens in a, you know, in a cigar-shaped UFO. Well, I saw reptoids in a, you know, in, in a triangular UFO. And 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 because they can't go, you know, no, you're wrong because you just didn't see it right, and I'm right. But I could not have made that mistake. They have to kind of like go, everybody's right, and they, you can get this pantheon of like. 200 different alien species all flying a hundred different kinds of spacecraft you know they, they have to they have to sort of accept everybody's claim almost right what i what i've been watching i've been paying attention to ufos uh since since the 12 books that are out there back in the 60s when i was mm-hmm. a kid um and i remember back in the day right Everybody had a different alien, and that was the coolest part when you read a new book. Someone, if, if, if they had a UFO encounter, usually it's like, okay, well, that was a, an elephant-shaped uh, you know, creature that floated out. And da-da-da. what was your alien? Like, well, this, this alien was reptilian, this alien, da-da-da-da. So that was always the interesting part is all the aliens were, were basically different. And it seems like starting from uh, Whitley Schreiber's book, Communion, right, right which right. ended up on every single um, um, grocery store shelf, it seems like right about that time, I forgot what year that came out, which is very close to when Close Encounters came out, uh, and Spielberg kind of had the classic gray alien in there. It was, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the adult one was taller. The kids looked more like a gray alien. And I th- I'm, I'm convinced the public you know, just saw the Whitney Schreiber book where it was a, that's sort of pretty much the classic gray alien with the big eyes, the pointy, you know, the pointy head, the pointy chin. 
that burned in. And now at this point, everyone, you know, it's, it's been accepted now that an alien is, is a gray. It's basically, it's got the big black eyes, bing, bing, bing. And all those other versions are now just gone. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's, and basically it's like, yeah, if I, if I said, here, describe, uh, a leprechaun. Yeah, we know what a leprechaun is. Yes, like. exactly. We all agree uh, what it is. And that's sort of what's happened now. It, it, and I've sort of argued it in my book here. It's, like it's now entered into folklore, obviously, because <laughs> we've all agree now that most, what an alien looks like. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, the same deal as, like I said, we know what, an, what, what a leprechaun will have if we saw one. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, come to that Click character. Uh, it, it, Click is he kind of a true believer like Tom, or is Click just well, doing it for the well, yeah, well, for the well, ladies? Well, called the, well, Marshall Applewhite was a true believer, right? Okay. He took he killed himself with all his gang, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, you know. But again, I'm not. I wasn't going there. I'm sort of going for the laugh. I, you know, I wasn't. You know, just you know, trying to kill any characters off, or 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 you know. Um, and I, I kind of visualize the click character as sort of a um, a Hugh Hefner, <laughs> uh, okay. a Hugh Hefner guy running a sex a UFO sex cult. Right, and, I, right. and, and, and like I said, and I, I my my one wish in life here ready is is I have a film script ready to go out to the world you know, whether whether it gets anywhere. But <laughs> I just when I was writing it, I was imagining uh, Bill Murray as a as a leader of a sex cult. Sort of like a Hugh Hefner guy, and it, and it basically just wrote itself. Like, what would Bill Murray say here if he was, you know, a member of a sex cult? Well, <laughs> out it comes. And uh, and your your sort of main character Ken, uh, like is uh, like it almost sort of seems at some point he because he starts seeing things that he can't quite explain himself, right? And, right. And uh, it, basically, the storyline is the hoaxer gets hoaxed. Basically, that's sort of you know. Oh, spoiler! Spoiler! spoiler. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, what you're writing from, you're not going to necessarily play it out as like, and, you know, like, I hate that sort of that, that trope where it's like, you know, it's like, and that scientists learned a very important lesson that he sh- that a little faith can go a long way. You know, like that seems to be some always like a big trope in some of these movies. And, right. you know, it's like if you just had a little faith in what you can't see that maybe <laughs> right. you, yeah yeah but what, uh, what i had what i had interested as a writer right is that i wanted to, to get my character who started from my viewpoint all the way you know joining you know the dark forces but then i had to come up with like what argument would considerably even get me going in that direction so i had to come up with arguments to my own arguments right yeah which another character would then feed it back which are good. This will at least rationally, you know, get my character from here to there. Well, you know, b- back in the uh, back in the day, back back when I worked at that dot com, and we no one really knew what we did. I, I, you know, it was sort of like if I had an hour of real work to do a week, that was like that was big. So uh, I, I spent most of my time just um, uh, emailing Nigerian bank scammers. <laughs> and uh, and Both of- engaging in bizarre dialogues with them, and, um, and one of the things I found fascinating about those guys is that they—it's almost like they themselves started to believe that they really did have a you know a lockbox full of gold in Belgium that right. they would need, and 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 they, they were so consistent in their story that you almost started to go maybe. Maybe I did find the one guy that does ha- actually have a lockbox full of gold. You know, <laughs> it, 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 I, I could see how people could, 
you know, th- that this other person seems so confident in their belief that, that, that there's some people that could kind of ultimately get sort of sucked in by that confidence, you know? And, right. um, yeah, and I, I can sort of, you're right, sort of see, you know, the, a, a Ken like character, you know, that's, you know, kind of like, 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 like the Tom character. He kind of follows Tom on kind of a madcap adventure almost, which seemed like, you know, invading a military base, maybe not the smartest thing <laughs> right. to do, a rationally thinking person, right? And, and he seems to follow Tom on this kind of, you know, doing something like that, like, and, uh, and uh, you know, it, like like you know, I mean, between his own UFO sighting and you know Tom's own you know belief and throwing around a lot of jargon and stuff like that, it almost seemed like, like right, yeah. So by the way, because the, the book, the, the the UFO in my book is based based on the uh, V shaped one, the Phoenix Lights. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so the point is that it what, it is a literally physical thing. That's just a point of light, but. It flies over the Barnstable County Fair, and and, a, and that's sort of the, the, one of the questions I want to explore. Is if a lot of people saw mm-hmm. it, like you the know, it just came right thing. over, right? So, so the point is, it's not like, well, what did I see something? Or I didn't. I no, no, no. Everybody clearly saw something, um, and it plays out from there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, yeah the uh, the. Um... Like the Phoenix lights, like like I mean that was obviously kind of well explained, but but right, but yeah, there's there's such a there's such a like a such a desire to almost believe and to sort of have something. Yeah, I'm sure Phoenix is a nice town, but you know, you know, it, <laughs> right. it, 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 something that maybe puts it on the map. You know, it's like right. you know, and, and and a lot of towns kind of have that sort of thing. Like like I I, I think maybe you kind of address it a bit in your book, the idea of like you know like um. You know, like like uh, like 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 Mothman or or uh, the Jersey Devil, like you know, the, these these things kind of like get started, but they it, it takes a while for them to sort of percolate before, you know, like you know, it takes a couple generations before it becomes the town folklore, and there's festivals based on it and and, and stuff like that. Yeah, those are those are something on. Uh... There's some kind of animal that I think escaped on the Cape here. I think it was in Truro. Okay. Uh, it was. They they think it was. Oh, there was a name for it. I just I was just saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, and they think it was like a, like an escaped. Uh, I say tomcat, but it's, oh, the large cat type thing okay. that made the rounds. And there, and there, you know, people clearly saw it. And it was chew. It was eating everyone else's house cats in the town. Right. So it became no. You know. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. So, so yeah, it, it was. It made the rounds for a little while, and if it really was something, it probably just died off. And then, yeah, everyone's cat, you know, everyone's cat right, didn't right. die. But yeah, it was. It was starting to get there. It started to get some legs, but yeah, it never really took off. Right. And it probably just yeah stopped. So, well, like your 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 Melissa character, the um, um, I think I saw. I was calling her Melanie. I think before Mel. Let's just call her Mel. Right. Uh, you're right. Or she, yeah, she Mel. She uh, she she's a journalist, and you know she kind of starts reporting on you know the UFO madness going on, but but from kind of a you know you, you know small town news kind of, and, and she starts getting like you know job offers from like like it was kind of the World Weekly News almost or the National right. Enquirer kind of you know, right. and and, uh, and you know she starts having to make like a difficult choice. It's uh, I kind of like that part where it's sort of like. She's, they're offering her a dollar a word. I I, I used to right. write for uh, a, a Toronto daily newspaper. And okay, I think, yeah, yeah. I think I wrote five hundred. It was five hundred words, and I think I got paid sixty dollars. So, <laughs> five, even five hundred dollars 
today would be pretty good for that you know and so so yeah so they're offering her some pretty big money and and and, and she kind of has to walk this line between like i gotta eat you know and and <laughs> right and especially today right? i mean you know, it's not 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 a lot of jobs for journalists as as like they're used to right, right? and yeah so how does she kind of deal with that yeah, well, like I said, I started, I, I, her whole character arc is, she's literally on the furthest point out from the continent. Truro puts you off the, you know, off the, uh, the coast of, you know, the East Coast. Oh, okay. And, and she's, she's in a bureau office, so there's generally, typically, uh, you know, a newspaper will have the central office, and if it's long enough, like Cape Cod is, they'll put a bureau office further out, okay. way out to Truro, which is basically nowhere. So I put her, I started her, you know, basically in the middle of, I'm out in nowhere, but just so happens that these UFOs start happening, she caught the first one, she becomes, you know, in a sense famous, or at least, you know, her, everyone becomes famous, and she gets, she gets caught up, you know, um, into it. I thought it'd be funny, just a place like the Weekly World News obviously would want a story on this also. Right. <laughs> it's like right. I said, it, it's, it's like, it was a, it's a very much of a concrete sighting, like, yeah, they saw something, something's going on. Uh, and I love the concept of just like, you know, someone has to work at, you know, is being bribed against their own um uh what's the word here um um ideals right, right, yes, <laughs> that, yes you know that fine i'll do it and, but then you know typically these places have final editing rights so they can change it on you and that right, was sort yeah. of one of the you know the things where it's like oh my god now it's it's bad enough that at least what i'm reporting on exists uh no they have to change it to even to you know the bat boy is coming out you right know, right the yeah. ufos and so yeah. yeah, so so yeah, I had fun just 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 you know having a, you know, it's always fun you know um, from a from a dramatic point of view someone who has to go against their ideals you know and hers yeah. is basically yeah I'm a, I'm a professional I'm trying to you know I'm a reporter I'm trying to move up in life here and this is just spiraling out of control right yeah and I mean that's a bit of a theme too right because right yeah your your Mel character and then the noodles right he's the kind of a doesn't have a lot of luck with ladies and then and suddenly he he meets this you know this uh, you know, leather goddess from Phobos type character, and and then you know, and then you know he has to compromise, and and I, the character can like you know, yeah, I'm not sure. Like nothing strikes me as what he had to kind of compromise, other than sort of like maybe I did see a real UFO, and but uh, yeah, a bit of a theme there, I, and that that you know we all have to kind of um, you know I think sort of sort of face that like where where you know. Where will we sell out to the dark side? You know, at what point will we? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Well, the deal. Obviously, everybody has um, a flunky, basically. And basically, how we set it up, where where the 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 the, so the, um, the local uh, UFO guy has his flunky, uh, in a sense. Ken has his sidekick Noodles, which is really based on um, uh, the character Spud from Train Spotting. Uh, Ewan Bremer played him. Okay. I just love the fact that. Uh, if you're familiar with the, with the movie from 1996, Danny yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyle did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is the fact that, that 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 character is just pure pathos. Just things happen to that poor character. Just <laughs> everything falls on him, you know. And then <laughs> I just I just like that whole concept of just the guy. Yeah, just the boards fall onto him, and everyone else is fine. Again, and then and as we talked about, I like the concept that no, he's a follower. So when the a hot girl shows up. Yeah, I'll go. In, he'll go in that direction. Where his buddy's like, "Come on, you just dropped your ideals, dude. Come on, come on, come on. We're damn it, we're you know, right, I'm yeah. getting laid. I don't care about you know the ideals because right, yeah, he's right, a follower. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same deal. Whereas Melissa has her brother. That's her sidekick. 
So everybody has their own little sidekick, you know, which right, which right. it's it's basically uh, it's a dramatic thing. It's almost like like if you if you do the Star Wars, if you analyze Star Wars, right, everybody mm -hmm. has a side. And I sort of stole this in the sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's a name for this, but yeah, C3PO has R2D2. Um, um, you know, Han Solo has you know has um, um, Princess Leia to fight against, uh, and technically, yeah, Darth Vader play, you know fights against. Um, uh, Luke Skywalker. So yeah, it's always nice dramatically to have you know, uh, let's say well yeah, opposing characters. Right, and you're you're you've got sort of like a your your talk radio UFO character. I forget what his name was. It Eric or um, who who's the, the Zeke? Yeah, well, oh, well, Zeke. Yeah, right, right. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Start. Hey, hey. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was gonna say he he starts off with like this little hundred watt radio station yeah. out of his garage, and then kind of hits the big time too, you know. And and right, yeah, I gave him a character. Now that's totally based in reality. Back in the eighties, I was I was invited onto a small radio station as the skeptic guy. You know, all right. other buttons we're all into UFOs, and we all sat there, you know, talked about whatever alien abductions, da da da. da. But I knew that no one's listening to this. Right, I mean, right. might have been like. A 500 watt radio station, but this is all well before the, the internet. So if you wanted to get, if you're a crackpot and wanted to get your message out there, you either had to what, well, go on radio or perhaps mail things. So, I'm, so I sat there for an hour, listened to the guy, you know, and then I, I was, I came prepared. I actually brought an envelope, and this is literally in the book. Uh, this is just reality. Right. I brought an envelope, brought a stamp, and I, and I rubbed it against the microphone. I said, "Listen, anyone listening to my sound of voice, I have twenty dollars an envelope <laughs> on a stamp." Just call in. Just say you've been listening to us for the past hour. I'll give you twenty dollars for free. <laughs> you know what? Go ahead. Silence, right? Yeah. <laughs> so by the end of the night, I think we hit up to forty bucks. Everybody pitched in ten bucks. Just please, <laughs> if you're listening to the sound of our voice, says just call. Just call zero. You know. No. <laughs> so yeah. And but the point is, yeah, you know, with the internet, it's much easier to to get everyone together. And I get that's sort of the character arc of Zeke, the 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 hardcore believer in UFOs and all that. Where basically the, the story takes him up into the higher realms, uh, you know, of fame right, yeah. and fortune. The thing I like about Zeke too is he, like, like you know, other like, he's he's not like a reprehensible Alex Jones character like like Ken and Zeke obviously they like each other and they get a, they yeah. they're, 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 they have you know diametrically opposed viewpoints about say UFOs but, and conspiracies and but, stuff but, but yeah, shared ahead. interests but shared interests yeah yeah i mean did, did, was that did that parallel your relationship with the uh yeah well, yeah, I, I always, I always had to play the the skeptical, you know, right. end of things. Whenever we talked about Bigfoots and da, 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 yeah, you know, <laughs> how, how how do you kind of maintain? I mean, you know, I, I the thing with, with with the internet, I sort of found is that is that it's, you know, if you're arguing with somebody on the other end of the wire, it's very easy to view that person with like horns and hooves and the right. worst. And then if you happen to meet that person, it's like, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't totally believe in the same thing, but that, he's a pretty nice person. He's not actually Satan incarnate like I was imagining. And uh, have you, you know, have you sort of, I mean, that's maybe something we, we've lost with internet technology, but, you know, when you have to sort of sit across a mic from somebody in real life and then maybe have right. a beer with them after, you know, you know, you know, how do you, can you sort of, Fill in those blanks there. <laughs> well, uh, uh, me, well, per me personally, I've now I disc I've disconnected from all comments. Like I, I read Reddit 
a lot. I know there's always that one guy who's going to get it wrong. It's like, oh my god. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I just don't even, yeah. This is this is why I wrote this book. I, I could have said all this, ooh, in some form somewhere. <laughs> then every single person would have then rebutted, tossed in their viewpoints. Yeah. What's nice as an author is I got to spell out what I wanted to say. Ah, there it is. There I've said it. Now, uh, fine if you want to criticize the book, fine. But I said it. Ah, it feels good. There, no one interrupted me. I got it down on paper. There, <laughs> you know. So right. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, I, I when when I was going to university and political science course, I took the. Uh, the, the the professor he's always like you know the most important thing you can do is um you know if you're uh, you know and when i say liberal we've got like we've got a liberal party we've got a conservative party and we've called the ndp new democratic party which are kind of like the, the the bernie sanders party and, and uh and he's like you know no matter what party you are in get friends from the other parties you know and and, and you know because if you, you start developing this this group think you know you you begin to go you know what like Hey, look, look, we all believe this, you know, and, and, and it, it's so self-evident to all of us. And now that guy over there doesn't believe that. So that guy must be either stupid or just evil because we can see the truth. The, the truth of this is so easy to see. And, and yeah. And, and if you can kind of get people from other parties as, as friends or from other viewpoints as, as friends, then you're, you know, you, you, you begin to sort of go, okay, they're not, you know, People aren't necessarily evil for believing something, you know. Right. I, I remember the uh, the internet being there was going to be a utopia of free exchange of information, and yeah. ah, it was going to be a wonderful thing. And right, <laughs> it's now it's now into all these little bubbles that where basically you get to put a helmet over your head and like, damn it, no, I will just only allow in one, two, three. These, you know, they, yeah. you know, uh, people agree with me. But the question now is: So where are we going to go? Where where will we be in fifty? You know, fifty years. I mean, I mean, literally, is it just like you know, I, I only live online? There's only ten people. It's almost like Facebook, but yeah, with a drape over your head and just like I don't even have to see the world at this point. I'm so insulated, insular to, to just people who agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was an interesting concept. We're like, well, yeah, I guess I would like that. Wouldn't I just only living with people who agree with me? But now, guess what? Now we're back into the cult mentality, right? Yeah. Now we just joined, you know, the Apple, the the, uh, the Heaven's Gate group because they all agreed with each other. Unfortunately, yeah, they, you know, they went off the cliff with exactly. each other too. So yeah, well, that's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Like, where are we going to take this? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's. Yeah, it's frightening at times too when I sort of do think about the right, the uh, yeah how we all sort of like have kind of yeah it, it, we're in our own little bubbles and 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 when we look at the other bubbles we, it's very just easy to see those people as yeah sort of stupid and evil and uh, right I mean so like if you ever colonize the moon like like could we get to the point where it's like you you have to believe in this if you're gonna go to that base yeah you you know. You you know which is which is another version of, of how we how we basically uh, uh, <laughs> obviously uh, uh, civilize the West but but you know the religious went out west so they could have their own little compounds right, right. and just they all believe you know so could we have like a would we have like only scientific if you only believe in science you get to stay at this you know moon base right, or yeah. whatever you know 
Mars colony, whatever. And is that where we're heading? Well, I mean, that's a good point. That's right. You know, like, hey, we all believe this, so let's go out west where we can just believe that and not get persecuted. And then it's like, right. well, ooh, actually, you know, you don't totally believe it. So, wait, you, wait, you've got a new idea about something? No, you got to get out. You know, and then you, you know they quickly sort of you know split up into different sects and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. yeah. How <laughs> it works? You don't have the plates. You don't have the silver plates. Uh, Joseph Smith, you know that gang, right? Right. right yeah. For <laughs> yeah. the um, the uh, we in your in your in your book, you use a term. I, I don't know if I pronounce right. J- Jamoki, Jamoke, or J- Jamokes. Oh yeah, I removed that in the film script. That's gone just because you. Oh okay. It just says, well, aha, maybe it's an American slang. It's like no, two Jamokes from New York came out there, and two. It's like two two. Two, you know, two guys, two idiots. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's, uh, it's kind of local, lo- local slang for. Kind of... All right, I re- good. Well, see, I removed it from the final. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It, it's like it's like you know when they kind of Americanize Harry Potter, you know, and kind of removed like right. you know, it's like the Sorcerer's Stone, not the Philosopher's Stone, because <laughs> right, the word right. philosopher will scare American children. You know, it, you, you lose a quality. You know, like 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 it, or you know, like reading. Um, uh, you know Mark Twain, right? Like, like you know, there's a certain, you know, he's got jargon and 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 you know in there that that, the that word in there, right? Well, yeah, well, not necessarily the N word, but you know what I mean. It's 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 you know it, 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 it's not you, you know it's not the same shopping mall we all go to at the same right. stores and the same food court restaurant. You know, it it, it, it adds a bit of local texture. So I I, I don't know. My advice: if put, I guess, put that word back into the script. No, if I had to guess, uh, um, well, uh, yeah, it's still in the books. So I'll leave it in the book. Okay. No, my guess is uh, it's it's yokels, right? Two yokels. Right, yokels, right? Yeah. And then jamokels, then jamokes. Jamokes. Okay. You know, okay. <laughs> usually of lower intelligence is what the implication is. Now, now I, I don't want to stereotype you, but do do you, do you own a boat? <laughs> don't. Yes, I own a middle-aged. I'm, I'm a middle-aged man. I okay. have to own a boat. Okay, that's that's a boat. Okay. obligated. <laughs> you have to have a boat when you're middle-aged here. Which, which I find, you know, basically I've turned into the the person that I hated as as a 17 year old. Because <laughs> right. as a as a kid, I'm like boat. Why the hell do I want boat? Why do you want a boat? You know, uh, you know, we, um, <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Uh, what the hell would you read the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> yes. I've, if I saw myself, if I jumped out of a time machine and went, oh, my God, I turned into that. Oh, my God. He's got a boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. No, which I have to agree. You know, yes, I, I completely agree that the greatest day of your life was when you sell the boat. Because, uh, yes, I'm at right at that point now where I, I've done the whole arc where, hey, this is lots of fun. Oh my God! How much money am I sink, sinking into this? And now it's like, uh, yeah, really, I can get rid of it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I've done the whole classic arc on it. So yeah, yeah there, there was in, there was in uh, Veep, the uh, that TV show Veep, where the character right. buys a boat and the guy, that, someone's like, yeah, they say the happy two happiest two happiest days in a boat owner's life is the day he buys the boat and the day he sells the boat. I can completely, and I, when I I've, I heard that. I was had the money. This is like twelve years ago when I bought it. I had the ten grand in my hand, and I remember hearing that like, nah, nah, nah. Here, take the money. I'm taking the boat. Here we go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, yep. I'm a, I'm a walking cliche. <laughs> wow. And 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 you know, the other thing I sort of liked in your book, where I mean, you know, when you write a book, you know, you're you're just not, 
you're also throwing in little snippets of yourself and where you're um, right. The, the characters go to the, some festival or something, and it's like Budweiser on tap there, and they just he casts right. all these aspersions at it or something. And I just sort of oh, took yeah. it to go like, I, I, you seem to like better beer. <laughs> Again, how you de- yes, well. In my mind, yes, but how do you define better beer? Hell, if you like Pilsners, if you like Bud, okay, fine. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but right, yeah, exactly. No, I know I, I brewed my own batch. Yeah, you oh, know, the darker great. the okay. better, blah, blah, blah. Um, hold on, what gets me? Okay, hold on. This, okay. this kills me. Okay, hold on. Okay, I got, all right, Narragansett beer. Now, I'm so old now. I remember, now, first of all, Narragansett beer is considered a really cool beer by the younger crowd. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll order a Narragansett. Which is from New England here. Okay. If you're familiar with Narragansett. No, Narragansett no, no. Is, the point is, Narragansett is now a cool, uh, trendy beer, uh, you know, enjoyed by 25-year-olds, you know. Okay. And I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. Narragansett, when I was in high school, <laughs> Narragansett beer, or, or early whatever, when I finally hit drinking it, Narragansett was the, the cheapest watery beer you could buy if you were desperate for, you know, if you only had 10 bucks right, and you right. went to the packet store, Narragansett, fine. You reluctantly drank Narragansett, but, you know, fine. So it's funny now, being this, <laughs> such an old part, that really Narragansett's cool now, really? <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, really, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, turned into, you know, the, the uh, <laughs> what was he, the, the the governor? It's like, really? Yeah, governor of California, yeah. <laughs> really? Trump got, high, Trump got uh, voted in. Is he's president? Really? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, it's like, P, like PBR, past Blue Ribbon, right? That's kind of more than sort of the, yeah. the national stage, sort of one of those, right, one of those really cheap beers that, you know, Archie Bunker drank, and now it's like, yeah, it was like, you know, all the well, cool kids. Hold on, well, enjoyed by uh, Frank Booth. Come on, from uh, come on, Blue Velvet, right? Which is oh, right, right, yeah. The greatest line, yeah. Fuck that blue, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, which <laughs> was very funny when I heard it back in the theater back in the eighties. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even in Canada, it's like yeah, there's so these sort of like these beers. There's this beer I I I'd, I'd like order. I started ordering like um called called uh, um um O O O V. And uh, and I'd be like, I'd order it and I'd be like, yeah, it was a beer of my childhood. And uh, you know, like, I grew up in you know Quebec, French Canadian province, and it's sort of it's like, yeah, it's okay to give kids some beer when they're, you know, <laughs> to, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of these beers of my childhood, like you know, you kind of sip on dad's beer from a stubby bottle when you're ten, kind of thing, and it's like, oh yeah, now it's kind of coming back to me. These 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 tastes, not they're not great beers, but they've got a certain nostalgia to them that. Uh, Right, because aren't you guys drinking Molson's? <laughs> is not the joke? No, yeah, I know that. That's yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. The Molson's is like your Budweiser kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's there's a yeah. That's one of those kind of those stereotypes that I, I try to dissuade. I used to live in Seattle, so so right. So I'm 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 uh, I realize you know like yeah you know Americans do have good beers like if you put Molson's next to Bud like yeah Molson's is marginally better but but across the vast nation like America, there's some really good craft beers. You know, like like Americans do not have a shortage of good beer. It's just, you know, if you just kind of like stack up a couple national brands against each other and it's like, yeah, okay. But but Molson's isn't a great beer. 
Right. What what I can't, right, what I don't understand <laughs> sets me off are IPAs, right? Indian Pale Ales. Now, the reason why they taste like that, right? It's right, right. my understanding is they wanted to send beer to the British troops in India, right? right, right and it's yes. a boat ride. It's a, it's a three month boat ride. Yeah. So they had to pour, you know, they couldn't just send regular in- English beer over because it would just be ruined by the time it hit India, right? So they had to completely kill it with all those hops so it just wouldn't hor- go horribly bad. Right, and yeah. then when the and then troops basically in India are like, well, this is our choice, no beer or this, this crap. Yeah, exactly. With all, you know, <laughs> and they just kept drinking. So now it's like, oh, this is good. It's like, but 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 they hated it back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I remember I, I used to live in Korea, and Korea didn't have a lot of great beer, but you know, there was a beer you kind of could drink, and 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 it's like, and now like I can't really get it. In Canada that easily, but I I miss it even though it's not was not a great beer, but yeah. All right, I, Maui coconut porter. I'm just gonna say it once here. If you've <laughs> ever been to Maui, uh, it's there on tap. Maui coconut porter, <laughs> and right. occasionally you can find it someplace. Um, but yeah, that that one stuck with me from Maui. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what, I mean, sort of one of the the kind of. Theme, uh, themes of your book is, is I, I think, sort of the idea that, um, you know, that, that, you know, we, if there were aliens out there, you know, that, that they would probably be, they would be unrecognizable to us. And I think your book is kind right. of like, sort of, it, it, I think one of its ultimate, you know, theses is, is basically that, that, you know, the idea that, that, you know, we're running around looking for, you know, Hollywood gray aliens right. but you know but but you know in such a vast universe if if there were aliens here like like we might not even recognize them right in fact uh i've tossed this out there to a bunch of people uh well what if the the ufos you're looking at are the aliens themselves basic a form of ai that it's just perfectly suited for outer space travel i mean why do you need legs if you've got the entire universe to explore <laughs> why yeah. are you going to try to limit yourself just to a planet surface um so yeah i mean that's just, just well how about that yeah <laughs> you know not that i'm saying all all all, 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 you know, all the spaceships are the blah blah are ufos or you know are aliens <laughs> but that's just well how about there you go there's one option I always think it's like it's like you know, we're 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 old enough to remember like the the, the Atari twenty six hundred days, right? <laughs> right. And 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 I always think you know okay if you're there playing with your joystick with the one big red button and then like this portal of time opened up and then it showed you like what kids are playing today like you know PS four and. And and yep. and you could see what video, like in my lifetime that will be video games like like you would be like. I would never leave the house. Like I, I'm, I'm not even inclined to leave the house. In my Atari Twenty Six Hundred, but like I am literally would if that was presented to me. Oh, I'm gonna quit school. Like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna sit, you know, and immerse myself. And I always think, like, you know, are we gonna reach a point where we don't have to go out and actually explore the universe anymore? That that our virtual worlds are so real that we'll just because it's much cheaper and easier to explore a virtual world, and and maybe aliens ultimately reach that point too or they just like you know they just become you know just just put the drip feed down my mouth and uh clean my underwear <laughs> once in a while and you know and like i'm just life's gonna, good yeah life's good exactly and that the, maybe that's why aliens are not out there exploring the world or the universe and uh you know self-replicating from planet to planet because they're just like you know they've got 
PlayStation 4s or something. <laughs> right. My, my argument, which uh, is... Uh, so how cl- now again? We can assume that the only thing we can really assume is is extra, extraterrestrial life is out there. And I'm saying, yeah, it's got come on, it's got to be out there, right? I mean, with with Hubble seeing a hundred, I think a hundred billion galaxies, not even stars, yeah. galaxies. I, was like, right? I think it's a tri- right. trillions. Like they they, they uh, the uh, upper so within a couple trillion galaxies now. Right, your brain just melts. But I, fine. I know, yeah, okay, yeah. so the fact that trying to imply that we're the only one takes it to a religious point of view at this point. So yeah, yeah. fine. My point is, is okay, you can assume, the one thing you can assume, if they're advanced, if you know, have been around, and they actually are even able to make the trip, um, is, obviously, is their powers of observation is much greater than ours. That's probably the only thing we can assume, right? Their <laughs> powers of observation are way better than us, right? All right. You agree with that? All yeah, right, yeah. so how close do they have to be to observe us? Why, to us, it's like, well, no, you've got to be overhead, right? You've got to be hovering right overhead to get a good look. Right, yeah, why, yeah. Isn't, why isn't out by Pluto or the Oort cloud? Yeah, we, we can perfectly see what's going on down there. Why do we need to get any closer than this? You know, yeah. because, well, yeah, you know. Um, so, again, we're, all, we're throwing it all back into how what we perceive yeah. uh, science fiction and, and, and yeah. <laughs> right, like we've, we've converted our, our, uh, our sun into a giant telescope and we can just see, you know, right across the galaxy, you know, license plates, you know, from, you know, right. the other side of the galaxy kind of thing. Yeah. Right, because my, my, uh, my uh, argument to the Fermi paradox, right, which we have to define the Fermi paradox, uh, is, is, is basically it's the assumption is, well, if they're going to, if they're out there, how dare they make the trip and not say hi, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Even though I could, I could argue that, well, you know, there's nothing that they gain by shaking our hands or, you know, or even closely observing. I mean, I mean, obviously, they could, you know, it's kind of humbling if they could just say, yeah, they could glance at us and go, yep, know where they are exactly. Yep, okay, fine. They got something beyond the solar system. Yeah, we know what they can. Yeah, got it. Yep, we'll be back, you know, I don't know. <laughs> or, you know, monitor this another thousand years. Well, I, and that whole topic, I, it's, I find it intriguing that that basically for the longest time we were known as a giant lizard planet. <laughs> and that practically the life, the universe could be filled with giant lizard planets because if, if you're going to just use us as just sort of the, uh, the the average, you know, the typical kind of thing, yeah, the universe is filled with giant lizards. And again, some to get to a point where we can actually, you know, broadcast things is right the exception to the rule right yeah. and, the, and the question is right how many exceptions to the rule are there and yeah can they even um <laughs> even get here again the fermi paradox let me toss one my one last point on that is okay let, let's uh no no what, uh what's the equation the drake equation yeah the drake right, equation right, right. right let's let's say okay let, let's let's be uh positive Okay, there's one advanced civilization per galaxy, right? right, right. Puts it a hundred billion gal, hundred billion, you know, civilizations. Whether they've died off or not, da 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 da. Point is that still makes us alone. <laughs> they've got to get from, you know, not, not just one star. Which, yeah, we can, we'll probably, we'll definitely do that. We'll get from one star to another. I mean, Alpha Centauri, yeah, it's almost doable, right? We're kind of like, yeah, we can almost pull this off. Feels like we can, but to another galaxy is like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, we're still alone, <laughs> we, yeah. and we shall be alone. And 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 you know, and there's no reason, yeah, <laughs> for them to actually you know, screw things up for us. Yeah. Is was my argument. 
Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should, we should sort of wrap up, but, um, so yeah, the qu- question I always sort of like to ask my guests, I, I would say I, I'm the podcast that doesn't want anything. So the, there's not many of those around these days. It's like, I don't have ads. I don't beg people to like give me, you know, Patreon money and stuff like that. And then it's like, almost like, like, you know, I, 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 my wife works, I work, you know, I, I, this is just fun. You know, I got comfortable living yeah. and I, I don't, I don't need anything, but I mean, if I ever got fired, you know, I would be asking for money for this podcast, right, left and center. Trust <laughs> okay. me on that. But yeah, but uh, if I always say like, I'm the podcast site. I don't, I don't ask for anything, but I always say, you know, if, you know, you were ever at a uh, skeptical convention or you're out there and, and someone's like, Oh, you know, Eric, I heard you on conspiracy skeptic. Let me buy you a drink. What, uh, what could people buy? you if the uh the, the thank you for for uh uh spending uh, an hour and a half on the podcast <laughs> something girly i would yeah uh yeah there you go so, <laughs> well how about, how about gatorade and jack daniels i don't know yeah just so, something girly i'd uh, yeah <laughs> really <laughs> that would be your yeah. drink of choice jack daniels and gatorade yeah, well, no, 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 something girly i forgot that was yeah Something, something really, yeah, with flowers and umbrellas okay. sticking out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the more girlier, the better here. And I'm six foot two. I know karate. I weigh yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. you know, <laughs> I feel I feel very secure in my masculinity. Uh, drinking a girly, girly drink. So oh, there you go. All right, <laughs> good. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah. And I was gonna ask you about sorry Cape Cod. So yeah, what what what, what is it like when the tourists go away? Yeah, well, nice. Traffic goes away, and, and okay. I, I sort of hammer I hammer that on that in the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. You just drive wherever you want. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's nice is because we're so close to the water, we don't get a lot of snow. You you will see reports right, inland right. like, oh boy, they got two feet of snow. Yeah, we got two inches. It's melted. You know, the seawater, the salt air comes in and just yeah melts everything off. That's the whole. That's either either move to Florida or go to um you know Cape Cod, and that's where I ended up here. All right, perfect. Yeah. All right, and and in the name of your book again is Hi Strangers. You can download it at CapeCodUFO.com. It's just yeah, and it's free for now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see where it ends up. Uh, I can always charge for it. And can I just say that now, Carl? Hey. Thank you for 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 getting it. <laughs> there have been very few people oh. that have a, a bunch of people have read the book yeah it was a nice romp and I was like well what about the, the points I tried to make because I tried to say something well it was nice it was you know so thank you for for getting it you know understanding and and, 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 and yeah pulling out all the bits that I spent a long time thinking about um, thank you because yeah you're literally like like the, the second person now that I found after two months of, of marketing <laughs> <laughs> to go, yeah, and it's nice, thank you, because the world does probably won't give a shit, and yeah, it'll end up the same spar as my first book. Uh, right now, I'm sort of pinning my hopes on the film script, because uh, it, it takes all the stuff that we've talked about, and just, I just I've just pulled out <laughs> all the, uh, the intellectual bits and just made it funny. I put all the yeah. funny bits into uh yeah an hour and a half movie here so we'll see that my all my hopes and dreams are pinned now on the film script and we'll see how far i can get that to fly it's like it's like netflix these days is the uh it's like no it's like uh it's like what well will the chinese movie goers watch this movie no okay well right talk to netflix you know like like that seems, seems to be the path these days Yes, yes, that's definitely, believe me, I, <laughs> I'm looking, yes, I'm going to be uh, 
scraping all that information, all the production <laughs> companies, and yeah, and, and and yeah. I mean, it would help if I could get myself an agent. So yes, that's the first right, yeah. sort of order of business. Or just hey, my powers of obscurity are pretty great, so right. I'll go back to where I was. So yeah, right, great. Okay, all right. Well, again, thank, thank, thanks again, Eric. And, and right, right, high, high, high strangeness. Right, yeah, and it, it, it's it's free, so definitely, definitely uh, yeah. get it while it's free, and it'd be a, uh, you know, uh, add it to your your list of summer reads. Summer's coming, <laughs> or, winter, or, or if you're in Canada, it could, could be still cold. Right? Yeah. Oh, your game of I I, I didn't mention you, you you drop Game of Thrones a lot in this book too, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Summer's coming, winter's coming. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if the lawyers have got to say about that if it ends up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Have a good night, Eric. All right, thanks, girl. All right, bye-bye.